On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Tuesday, January 25th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with us for the first time this week, ready to break down the uh, Tuesday slate. We've got Andrew and Jimmy uh, likely uh, joining us uh, momentarily as well, so uh, looking forward to the Tuesday slate. Uh, Alex, we haven't seen you in a a couple of days at least. Uh, We're glad to have you back uh, on the show today. How are things with you? And uh, in terms of hockey-related stuff, uh, what have you seen the last few days? Anything you want to bring up? Uh, well, yesterday, yeah, everything's good here. There's just the weather is uh, insane. We were talking about that off air, but uh, other than that, hockey's been great. Last night was a, a fun one just down the street for me at the Minnesota Wild, getting an 8-2 win over uh, the Montreal Canadiens, who now at this point are officially the worst team in the league, which I didn't expect anyone to take that crown from Arizona at any point this time this year, but uh, they were pretty bad. I mean, the goaltending situation's gone from uh, bad to worst, obviously, now with, with Primo and uh, McNiven that came in. That the Wild just pretty much just picked their poison. And honestly, Primo made some big saves early in that game because it could have been 5 nothing Wild at the end of 20 minutes. Like, that could have been a, a like, probably, a, I mean, it wouldn't be a league record, but a modern-day record for, for goals if he was off of his game at the very beginning of it. So uh, you can't just blame it all on goaltending. It was, it was a collective failure. Uh, by Montreal, but the Wild proving once again at home, uh, you got to look at these overs, first period and full games. I mean, you can't choose them high enough. I'd, I'd like to think we're going to start seeing twos now with the Wild, the same way we've been seeing these twos with Edmonton, same way we're seeing twos with Florida, uh, Wild home games. They're going to have to just be twos for the for the first period and, and six and a half. So I'm uh, lucky to grab that six. That was the only thing I bet last night. And uh, watch the Hawks game. That was a, just an unfortunate not so much that the Hawks lost. I mean, yeah, you know, you only get 24 shots on goal and, and get shut out. But that was a great game by Colorado, another team that's absolutely dynamite at home right now. Franco's getting the shutout win. That's huge. And, and, and I mentioned it before a couple of weeks ago where, you know, okay, yes, we know this team can get eight, nine goals a night and blow everybody out of the water. But that's not what you see in playoff time. What you see in the playoffs is two nothing wins, three one wins, playing solid defense, getting great goaltending and getting those those, you know, chippy kind of goals, the dirty goals. That's how you win championships. That's how you advance in the playoffs. So for them to do that right now, I think that's that's bigger than them just, you know, lighting up everybody for seven or eight goals. Yeah, there's no doubt. You got to be able to you got to be able to score tougher goals front of the net, net mouth scramble goals, you know, goal crease area, slot area goals. You're not always going to do the pretty dangle, the breakaway goal, a two-on-one odd man rush goal, right? Even for all the skill and the talent that you have, you've got to be able to find different ways to score and you've got to get to the tar- hard, tough areas of the ice. You know, why did the Leafs get knocked out again in the first round last year? They didn't get it to those traffic areas enough, you know, to score goals, you know, in that series against Montreal. 
it ended up costing them and you've got to make an onus uh, to be able to do that especially when the uh, games get harder uh, and the playoffs arrive so a good observation there and yeah I, I mentioned it on Twitter after that Minnesota game with Montreal flew over the total that's now 15 and three to the over for the Minnesota wild at home this year and that's full game uh, totals excluding pushes right. you know right. 15 and three to the over so you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And we just have not really seen any of these Minnesota totals go beyond six and a half. I think, and we've only seen a couple six and a halves. Yeah. Most of them have been five and, and a half or six. And I think the one that I recall was with Florida. And of course, Florida games are the first ones to go over six and a half. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's just been absolutely terrific to uh, see that and be able to ride that. Uh, and uh, like I say, the odds makers just slow to adjust, slow to react. Uh, to that, no question. Rangers get past the Kings 3-2 in a shootout last night. And I mentioned last night, You've got maybe the front runner for the Vesna in Igor Shosturkin and Net. You've got more than enough array of shooters and choices for Gerard Gallant in a shootout situation. With that combination, good luck beating the New York Rangers in a shootout. You know, and uh, the LA Kings found that out uh, last night, uh, losing in the shootout 3-2. Valiant effort, though, from them on a back-to-back. I took a shot with Philly just because I didn't trust Dallas as road favorites, and I'm not sure I, I still trust them as road favorites. We'll get to that in a little bit uh, tonight, but uh, they beat Philadelphia three to one uh, flyers. Just can't find a way to win. Simple as that. I mean, it's just that the, the effort wasn't bad. It was all right. Uh, but at the end of the day, they can't find a way to win. They don't get a save when they need it. They can't get enough offense going. Uh, they end up losing three, one Minnesota, as we mentioned, crushes Montreal, Colorado, as Alex mentioned, beating Chicago two nothing Vegas. How about the defensive gem? They put up one, nothing against Washington. Critical win for Vegas because now the gauntlet begins for them on this road trip. Carolina, Florida, and Tampa, three of the best teams in the National Hockey League, back to back to back as this road trip continues for the Golden Knights. I said yesterday when I cashed that ticket with Vegas uh, or recommended Vegas yesterday on the show that this is their best chance to for sure win a game on this road trip because it's going to get tougher from here uh, after playing Washington. Uh, and sure enough, Vegas found a way, one nothing victory there. And obviously, the, um, the the bet that made me the most proud last night was the Anaheim Ducks, plus 210 uh, against the uh, Boston Bruins and plus 180 in the first period. Uh, they end up getting the 5-3 victory over the Boston Bruins last night. Uh, Tuka Rast, not a great night for him. Troy Terry, immediate impact in his return to the lineup scoring a goal for the Anaheim Ducks. His terrific season continues. Uh, so to be able to cash the double dip there, Ducks first period plus 180, Anaheim plus 210. And as Claudio in our chat on YouTube is bringing up right now, I believe Jimmy Murphy for the article he wrote on that Bruins game also predicted a exact final score of 5-3 Anaheim, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, credit to Jimmy for that one uh, as well. But uh, very interesting now for Anaheim. They've just beaten Tampa Bay and Boston now. Uh, in back-to-back -back games, getting healthier. We'll see if that keeps going here, uh, if they get a little momentum uh, from that and can put a little streak together. We were maybe starting to give Anaheim the last rights a little bit, uh, but two nice wins in a row for them uh, here, uh, Tampa Bay to end that homestand, and then last night with the 5-3 win uh, against Boston. All right, let's turn the page to Tuesday's card. We've got eight games on tap. We'll start with the Buffalo Sabres taking on the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa minus 170. Uh, home favorites here, six, six and a half, the total in this one. Uh, the Ottawa Senators uh, cashed a ticket with them on Sunday. Finally, you know, after a couple of times when I went with them against Pittsburgh and Washington, and I felt I deserved uh, better results in a couple of those games. Pittsburgh, they dominated the Penguins in the first period, but found themselves trailing three to one 
after the first 20 minutes. Washington, they have a 2-0 lead. The Ottawa Senators Saturday night in that game, they can't hold the lead. Washington comes back to win that game by a score of 3-2 in overtime. But I wheeled right back with the Senators, even though they broke my heart and my bank account twice. Uh, You know, I came back to them with the uh, Columbus game on Sunday, uh, and the uh, Senators prevailed with a 2-1 win uh, over Columbus, despite that being a back-to-back. And I said, Anton Forsberg, sneaky good game from him, and I'm not totally shocked by it, facing his former team. Remember, he was in the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets organization uh, for some period of time, and he played a very solid game in net for the Senators, leading them to that victory the other night. So now they take on Buffalo. These teams just actually played each other last week, uh, and Buffalo got the better of Ottawa here in Ottawa, 3-1. to one. And I remember kind of like an Ottawa in regulation, and I think I like the Ottawa team total as well in that game. I'm not sure if I'm ready to uh, make that mistake twice here. We are talking about a 12-20 and 20 hockey team that is right now laying minus 170 in this game. And I get it. Buffalo's got their issues. uh, No question about that. And we've seen Ottawa play better hockey, more competitive hockey. But we're still talking about a 12-23 and hockey team here. And Buffalo actually has one victory more than Ottawa uh, this year. So it's difficult to wrap your head around laying this price. Even Ottawa in regulation, I don't think I can get there with that. Certainly is the lean toward Ottawa here, especially with Farmer and the Dell. Uh, in net for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. That's been confirmed. I'm a little bit shocked they didn't go to Michael Hauser, considering he got the victory against Ottawa and played well in that game last week. But instead, it's Arundel. Uh, I think Ottawa probably can find the back of the net here in this game. I think the team total is probably the way I'm going to go for a small bet here, uh, three and a half even money. I think they can get to four goals here against Dell uh, in this one. I'd rather do that than anything in terms of a money line or reg line on the Ottawa Senators in this game. So to me, the team total here, three and a half, is probably the best option with Ottawa in this game. Alex, what do you think here? Uh, Ottawa hosting Buffalo. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that, especially when you you add into the fact that you don't want to rely on Buffalo, especially with the total now creeping up to six and a half. You got to you know count on them to at least get you a goal or two. The best thing to do is, is try and, you know, essentially fade Dell, see if he gives up four goals or, or gives up three in a, in a situation that ends up getting pulled, and then you see Hollinger get in. Either way, you're looking for four goals from Ottawa. That I would trust more than anything else. Definitely not going to lay a price with Ottawa, too. Like you mentioned, they're still a, a, a mediocre hockey club. So uh, it's one I'm going to stay away from if I had to play anything with the team total, but there's other spots on the board I like tonight. Yeah, I'm keeping it small because Ottawa, you know, they only scored one, obviously, in the last time they played the Sabres. But uh, I do think it's probably a little favorable here for them to score four goals. Like I said, I would much rather take bet the Ottawa team total and lay a buck ten rather than minus 170 money line or even the regulation line, which I don't think is a great price for a team that's playing a Buffalo team that actually has one more victory on the season. Uh, We have Jimmy Murphy and we have Andrew McGinnis now with us here on the Tuesday edition of the show. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think Buffalo versus Ottawa? You know, I'm right with you. And I mean, look, I I think Ottawa could start to turn it around here a bit. They're starting to get healthy again. You know, they they were ravaged in the first half of the season. Let's be honest there. Not, not that they're any superpower by any means, but, I think we all thought we were going to see a better Ottawa Senators team this year than we have. And, you know, we, I actually did a podcast yesterday with Pierre Maguire and he said, look, I can just tell you around the dressing room, there's a good sense now that a lot of these guys are coming back. They're starting to feel more chemistry out there and we could see some good things from them going forward, but I'm not at that point yet like you to just lay that value down on them. So I'm going to go with that team total as well. I'm also going to take the first period over in this game. 
the Ottawa Senators still have their flaws. Defensively can come and go. You know, they have some turnstiles back there, namely Zaitsev's play is kind of, although he's injured right now, but he's kind of, uh, his plays elapsed. Artem Zub, Nick Holden, Mete is just a guy that, you know, kind of spare parts, you know, didn't stick in Montreal. You know, they got some issues at the back end. Their goaltending can be maddeningly inconsistent. We'll see what they get from Matt Murray tonight, who's probably going to be the starter. Forsberg's been up and down. He gets one good game, one bad game. Gustafson's had a tough year. So offensively and goaltending, they've had their issues. issues. Depth scoring, definitely a little bit of an issue sometimes as well here for the uh, Ottawa Senators. But I will say this about them, guys. They do have one of the more underrated, not talked about top lines going with Kachuk, Norris, and Batherson. I mean, they have been very, very good this year for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, uh, Although I think recently they got split up. Uh, but they were a great line for a period of time. Stutzel is starting to pick it up after a little bit of a slow start to the year. So lots to like in the top six. Depth scoring a little dubious. Defense a little suspect. Goaltending a little shaky. But still some things to like here with Ottawa for sure. Uh, Andrew, uh, Andrew is with us. I think right now via audio only. But Andrew, what do you think here Buffalo and Ottawa? Can you hear me all right, guys? We can, but I hear my own voice. Andrew, I, I, hear my my ears. I hear my ears. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hold on. One sec, one sec. All right, no worries. All right, we'll let it end. How's this? How's this? You got me all right? Long time listener, first time caller here. Yeah. Too much feedback, yeah. How's this? Turn your radio down. <laughs> First time caller here. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. All right, Andrew. I'll bounce back out, Andrew, and come back in. Turn your radio uh, down. Hey, Gremlins man. Oh, wait a minute. That's Andrew's muted right now. Someone else has got the audio going. Hey, Gremlins man. Hold on. Wait a minute. That's right, Andrew. Andrew's D. I hear right now. We've got, uh, we've got my voice. I'm hearing hey, in the background. Mine, mine's off. So hold on. Wait a minute. That's Must be Jimmy. Is it mine? That's yours, Jimmy. You're the call for Andrew and Andrew here. How about this for live television? Uh, not live television. Live YouTube. <laughs> Uh, but it is kind of like live television. So uh, Jimmy's yeah. bouncing out right now. So, I know I'm hearing a million voices in my head. Oh, right. crazy. Oh, crazy. Oh, crazy. Oh, crazy. All right. Man. Yeah. Um. All right. Good yeah. Back to normal. All right. Next game. Uh, we've got. <laughs> Uh, the Dallas Stars taking on the New Jersey Devils. Dallas, uh, minus 140. Uh, road favorites, five and a half the total in this one. Uh, all right, let's get back to business. Um, the Dallas Stars coming off a win last night against the hapless, lowly uh, Philadelphia Flyers, uh, three to one. Uh, just could not find a way uh, to win that game uh, last night. Um, Philadelphia, that is. Dallas finds a way again. Not exactly a sterling performance by any stretch of the imagination but they found ways to beat you know the majority of these teams that they should be beating on this road trip philly uh detroit uh buffalo uh, on this road trip so far for the dallas stars which ends tonight you know they've won the first three games of this road trip against some of the worst competition going right now although detroit does give you a pretty spirited effort most nights buffalo's got their issues philly's just you know on a 12 game skid now now they got to play New Jersey, and here we are in this spot again, guys, that we were in last night with St. Louis. And I'm going to be really making a point of it to track this moving forward. 
the final game of the road trip, which this is for the Dallas Stars, off a win in the last game. St. Louis was in that spot last night. Final road game of the trip, off a win, and they just had nothing in the tank. And, you know, they had a very good road trip already. They were satisfied beating Vancouver, beating Seattle. And then last night, they just hit the absolute wall uh, in that game uh, against Calgary last night, getting bombarded, ambushed, if you will, 7-1. to one. I mean, they were skating in mud, quicksand, whatever word you want to use last night. That was the St. Louis Blues in that game. And now you have Dallas here tonight, back-to-back on the road. Fourth and final game of this road trip after winning the first three games off a win like they were last night. I think it's a go-against spot for the Dallas Stars here, just like it was with St. Louis last night. I think it's a live home dog here, uh, the New Jersey Devils in this game. You can get them plus 125 uh, in this game. I understand, you know, people are just freaking out on Twitter too about the Devils tonight. Oh, Mackenzie Blackwood on IR. You see the way the guys played this year? It's not a big deal. You know, I'm not saying whoever the, who they've got behind him is ready and capable, but it's not like Mackenzie Blackwood's been playing terrific hockey this year. He has struggled right from the beginning of the year. So whether it's John Gillies, whether it's Akira Schmid, who I think is going to be the goalie tonight for the New Jersey Devils in this game, um, it's not like they're going to be leaps and bounds worse than Mackenzie Blackwood uh, has been uh, in between the pipes for the Devils this year. And I think it is going to be Akira Schmid tonight for the uh, – Devils because they've called him back from eight from the AHL. He's got terrific numbers down there. Uh, 9-0-2 record, 1.54 goals against average, 948 save percentage, 11 starts for him in Utica uh, in the AHL this year, which are very good numbers. But has it translated to the NHL? The answer so far is no. Uh, 4.41 goals against average for him and an 851 save percentage uh, in the NHL this year for Schmid. So uh, it definitely has been a struggle for him at the NHL level. So when I look at this game, I'm still taking New Jersey. It's a tough spot for Dallas. It's the end of this road trip. I'm tracking this angle now, end of a road trip off a win, cashed with it against St. Louis last night, and I'm going to go against Dallas with it tonight, New Jersey plus the price. I'm also going to bet the over here, 5.5 minus 125. Uh, there's still a couple 5.5s at a few books, a couple have moved to six. See if you can shop around, find that five and a half. But I like New Jersey here. I like the over as well. Uh, Alex, what do you think, Stars and Devils? Yeah, you know, I might actually try to – You, I usually do this for sixes and six and a halfs, but I might even try to wait and knock down that uh, six to a five and a half at a better price and get that with that over. I don't think we're going to see scoring really early here, so we might be able to get a, a actually significant plus price with the five and a half. Uh, on this over. Like you said, Dallas, if this wasn't the end of the road trip, I would probably be leaning with Dallas uh, to win this game. Might even look at the draw here possibly too. But like I said, New Jersey having the issues in net, that's one thing that kind of scares me off of backing them. Uh, and Sometimes we see teams on, on a good road trip, they can you know go ahead and, and pick up a, that final win. But like I said, the trend this season has been uh, seems get kind of worn down, and, and we see them kind of lay an egg uh, in that last road spot. And, and Dallas hadn't really been doing the best on the road going into this this streak. So it's going to be more likely a pass, but if I do anything, it'll be in-game, and I might look for that live over. If I see that five-and-a-half hit, uh, you know, plus 120, plus 125, then I might jump on it. 
Uh, this could be a good game for props because I could see it being sloppy. Dallas back-to-back. Holpe hasn't been as good lately, and he'll be the starter in net for the Stars tonight. Who knows what we're going to get from New Jersey's goaltending, which has been dreadful all year. Uh, I think this is a good prop game because I think we'll see some goals. Rupe hints can't go wrong with that for Dallas. This Jacob Peterson kid for Dallas has really played well. Maybe look at him. Obviously, goes without saying Robertson's been good for New Jersey, the person to target it other than maybe Hughes is Jesper Bratt. Jesper Bratt's going uh, is a house of fire right now for the New Jersey Devils. He is lighting it up at the moment. He's got a five-game point streak, four goals uh, in the last five games. So Jesper Bratt points, goal score prop, those kind of things. Uh, he's the one to roll with right now. He's got the hot stick right now for the New Jersey Devils right now, Jesper Bratt. Uh, Jimmy, uh, any thoughts here? Stars, Devils. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm with you. I mean, Blackwood's been nothing special this year, and I, I don't like the, this team in terms of defense right now either. So I like a lot of goals in this, guys. I don't like the value you're getting in that first period over. So I'm just going to go with the over five and a half, but I might jump on that very early like Alex tends to do in-game and, and try and sn snag some better value on the first period over. Yeah, exactly. Wait the three, five minutes, hope for a scoreless start, and then jump in at a better price. That's always the way to go if you don't like what you see uh, pregame. Uh, Vegas and Carolina. We've got Carolina minus 210 home favorites, six the total in this game. Uh, Vegas back-to-back -back for them uh, on the road, shutting out Washington. That, like I said, a vital win because of what they've got on the horizon for the rest of this road trip, which is the gauntlet that is Carolina tonight. Uh, uh, Florida on Thursday night, and then Tampa Bay on Saturday night. We know how difficult this is. Teams have gone through this three-game gauntlet and gotten their ass handed to them and gotten swept. Just ask Calgary. Just ask Vancouver. You know, they've had difficulty in these situations against these three teams. So this is where it gets more difficult uh, for Vegas. And what makes it more difficult, too, is not just back-to-back -back for them on the road here. But Carolina rested, haven't played since Saturday. And they haven't played since that 7-4 to four, uh, loss to the New Jersey Devils uh, in that game. Uh, one of their worst games in a very long time. You don't see the uh, uh, Carolina Hurricanes give up seven very often. Uh, I guess the Columbus game the week before, they gave up six. They got shut out. You'd expect this to be a bounce-back game. Keep in mind in that 7-4 loss to the uh, uh, Devils, it was an emergency situation with the goaltending for Carolina. Anderson was being rested. Uh, Ranta couldn't play, so it was Jack La 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 Fontaine uh, in net for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, we'll miss Rick Jenneret, by the way, but that's another story after this season. Too bad he has a shit product to watch every night, but that's another story too. Uh, nevertheless, uh, Jack Lafontaine was in net uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, on Saturday night. Um, so obviously rough spot for him to be in, no question about that. Uh, so you kind of forgive Carolina for maybe giving up that many goals. You still don't want to, uh, but nevertheless, I think it'll be a little bit more of a focused effort, especially defensively here. Carolina in regulation certainly makes sense. I do like that. Um, maybe Carolina team total over three and a half as well uh, in this game. It's true. I, I kind of lean full game over two, but here's the thing. They just gave up seven, right? Feels like it could be the kind of night where the Carolina Hurricanes really say, you know what, let's tighten it up, right? Can't give up seven goals again. Play good defensively. So I think I'd prefer Carolina regulation, the team total for Carolina over more than the full game, even though I lean that way over six as well uh, in this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Vegas and Carolina? Yeah, it would be a lean to to the over as well. And, and it's interesting, you mentioned about with Jack Lafontaine. I can't think of, of a stranger 
uh, scenario for a team this year. And I get it, you know, teams, you know, calling up guys and having people in the taxi squad. But I, I mean, I'm up here in Minnesota. I watch nearly every Gopher hockey game. And, you know, DraftKings is a book that has college hockey lines. I was betting Friday night Minnesota overs for a good few weeks. And for him to just come up out of nowhere from, from going from being the Gophers through the, the AHL just straight up to the to the pros yes. didn't make any sense in it reflects Paul Julian that Saturday night yeah yeah and and I thought he was an overrated one at that like I said the, the Gophers have had their their issues that's a whole completely different story but uh so you know now seeing Anderson back in that that's a good sign for them and obviously they can you know try to roll with with him and that's the thing with this the depth we talk about that especially now going into the second half of the season where you got these teams that are going to be playing you know the in excess of 40 games over the next 70 80 days your depth is going to be tested that's got to be the biggest thing for carolina maybe they want to maybe make some deals and look to get uh, a true backup goalie so that's something to keep in mind moving forward but as far as this game goes tonight with vegas coming off of that one nothing win you know the second of back-to-backs and uh, I didn't see if it's confirmed that Brossois is playing, but if he, if it is, I, I, you know, he's one of the better backups in the league, but I could see him maybe having a, a bit of an off night, giving up a couple goals. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see this one maybe be a, a 4-2 game going Carolina's way. Uh, so this might be one of those in-game plays as well. It, it's got to be a pass for me, but maybe something in-game. Maybe look for some goal, some next-to-score props potentially see how the pace goes yeah exactly freddie anderson in net for the hurricanes we kind of we expected that we knew that would be the case obviously uh they have been off since saturday uh laurent brossois projected as the uh, starter for vegas but not confirmed uh, as of yet uh and obviously we saw leonard last night for uh brossois four goals allowed in his last start against uh philadelphia uh, or actually that was a long time ago his last start was uh, january 2nd against winnipeg and he gave up five goals in that game. And actually, he's given up three plus in three of the last four starts. So hasn't been nearly as good as he was earlier in the year in this backup role. Uh, Laurent Brossois for the uh, Golden Knights. And still very depleted. Give them credit. And Nick, and by the way, Riley Smith was added to COVID protocol right before last night's game uh, against the Washington Capitals. So there's another, you know, absence on top of what you've already been without Martinez and Pacioretty and Stone. Uh, and White Cloud on the blue line. They've, they're all still out. And Riley Smith now on protocol. He's obviously probably not going to be uh, available tonight either. So, uh, And they overcame all of that to shut out Washington last night. But much tougher spot here. Jimmy, what do you think? Uh, Golden Knights, Canes. I mean, guys, how many times are you going to see <laughs> the, the Golden Knights as an underdog this big in a game? I, I don't remember the last time I, I've yep. seen that. And you know, I, I get the injuries. I get now. Yeah, you mentioned they're missing Smith. I get the goaltending issue right now with the with the backup for Swa coming in and and Carolina is rolling. They're a great team, but I I don't know. I mean, I, I liked what I saw from Vegas last night. You know, the Washington Capitals are no pushovers. Not playing the best hockey as of late, but they're still no pushovers, and that that's a good road win right there. Um, I think this is a good situational spot for Carolina, but I, I, by no means am I going to lay anything down on Carolina in this because I could see the Golden Knights stealing one here or at least, you know, losing by a goal or forcing overtime and losing an overtime in the shootout. So I'm going to stay away from the side there. I think this game might be closer than people think, um, but I will go with the first period over in this one. Uh, I just think we'll see some goals from the get-go here, but don't sleep on the Knights. I, yep. I know they're banged up, but they're still the Golden Knights. Yeah, and they've won seven in a row on the road. I mean, they've been a very good road team, seven in a row away from uh, T-Mobile uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And it's been a great run for them uh, on the road. But, uh, 
Riley Smith's a key cog, and they, they survived it last night. And I'm of the personal belief right now, Washington's not in that level with Tampa, Carolina, and uh, Florida. To me, they're yeah. not not only not in that level. I don't think they're close to that level right now. They're a well, I'd put them in that mid tier level. Even the Bruins, I'd say, are in that level yeah. with the Capitals. There, sort yeah. of that. Capitals have also been the most injured out of those three. You know, that's yeah. true too. Yeah, not been the same without TJ Osh. I think the record now without TJ Osh. I've hammered this point home millions of times. I think they're like three and ten now right. or something. Yeah, in the last thirteen games without TJ Osh uh, on the ice. So uh, they really do miss him. We've got Andrew with us. I think we've. Figured out the echo's gone. I don't know if it was Andrew's mic or Jimmy's mic. Who the hell knows? Who the hell cares? I'm just glad it's gone and we got the show back me. in the cracks again. Uh, yeah, I was just calling into the show. I'm a big fan. You know, I, I really a lot of uh, a lot of new viewers. So big listener. First time caller, first time listener. There you go. All right, Andrew, have at it here. Vegas. Yeah, I just want to say real quick, Ian, I saw your tweet yesterday about uh, closing in on 8,000 downloads. That's unbelievable. Uh, super exciting for all of us here on the Ice Guys. Yeah. So, uh, love to see it. Uh, you know, look, we'll, we'll go down the list. I, I'm, I'll just be real quick. I mean, I jumped in when you guys were talking about the Buffalo game, the Ottawa game, and it, it, I wouldn't be me if I didn't shout out the fact that you mentioned Batherson there from Nova Scotia. That's a guy that played junior A guys before he even got a, a shot at junior hockey. He, he, I'm pretty sure he grew like four or five inches. And when he did that, he started playing well and teams started looking at him again. That line, those young players, Ottawa has a bright future. Whether or not that future is 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 outside Ottawa or inside Ottawa or whatever the heck they're doing, they need to get fans in the building. They got a bright future. And I think that just like you were saying, what I heard, Ian, out of you was the team total. That's where I'd look here. I mean, you can't be looking at this price. You can't be looking at um, even honestly, even the puck line isn't that intriguing to me in this game. I would just rather count on Ottawa to get me four. This is one of those games, though, where it is interesting that these two teams played recently. Um, but let's not forget last week was one of those games where if you're just a scoreboard watcher, Buffalo won that game. Sure. If you're with someone that watches the games, you know, that Ottawa dominated that game from pretty much start to finish. And sometimes it's hockey. Sometimes you don't bury them. That that's kind of was the story of that last meeting between those two teams. So I like Ottawa team total over Dallas, New Jersey. I'll be honest here, guys. I like the devils. I, I like the short dog here, or the you know dog spot a little bit here. Not so sure I'm in love with the goaltending situation for tonight, but I'm willing to deal with it. Um, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I still have these numbers up, but I saw that Dallas uh, currently seven and fifteen run. So in a bad way, obviously the last twenty two games on no rest, three and seven their last ten road games, um, and one and four the last five games after allowing five or more goals in their previous game. This is a team that I think, out of all teams in the league, one of them that really likes rest. They play better on rest. They're not a good active team. And so Dallas, for me, over the past year or two, I've loved fading them on back-to-backs. We're getting the team, like the Devils, at the Prudential Center, a place they play really well in. Uh, and I haven't been a huge dog player. I've played some, and I pick my spots. Hats off to both you guys with the Ducks last night. Great calls. Um, but I think it's a decent spot here for a home dog as well um, with the Devils. And as far as that Carolina game goes, I always preach team totals instead of playing these big prices. I'll, I'll just say this. If you do like Carolina, take a look at the fact that it, you know they beat New York. They put up six goals. Vancouver, four. Calgary, six. Columbus, seven. LA, five. Montreal, four. This team gets over three and a half when they win games. Don't lay minus 200 against the Vegas Golden Knights like Jimmy was talking about. 
it's not a long-term success for your bankroll. Um, and and if I think that if you do like Vegas in this game, maybe you could look towards the first period. I think they'll carry some momentum uh, into this game. So that's kind of where I, what I'd say. You know, I think that we could see some uh, you know some flares early. So I would kind of agree with that first period over. Um, but I think no matter who wins this game, I think it's first to four wins. I think we'll see a higher scoring game in this one after a very rare. I mean, how about that game last night, guys? I know I wasn't here for the recap, but one nothing. Holy shit. I don't think I've seen that. You know, uh, I was going to make a puberty joke, but I probably should keep it PG. But uh, I, I haven't seen that in a long, long time. No. <laughs> Yeah, if we get to five one nothing games this year, hell, if we get to three games that are end up one nothing this year, we'll be lucky. Yeah, right. uh, these days with how goals just fly in left and right uh, in most NHL games. So yeah, to see a one nothing, you always do a double take. It stops you dead in your tracks. Whoa, one nothing! Wow, <laughs> and that's what we saw last night with the uh, Vegas uh, victory against the uh, Washington Capitals. So yeah, I'm on board with Andrew with that. I mentioned it earlier with the New Jersey side because I'm tracking the hell out of this angle that I've got in my head because I know just off the top of my head it's been good lately, like the last few weeks, especially since the Christmas break. And we saw it last night with St. Louis, the team at the end of the road trip, final game, when they won the game before the final game of that road trip. They're happy, they're confident, they're satisfied. They just want to get on with the trip back home, get back home. They've already had a nice road trip like St. Louis did prior to last night, and you just saw them just <laughs> hit a wall. Uh, they were just uh, not even in the game last night uh, against the uh, Calgary Flames. Dallas, three straight wins on this road trip. This is the final game. It's back-to-back. You know, are they just looking for off a win? You know, this is an angle I'm tracking because I think it's been very good lately, and uh, that's go against Dallas tonight, just like we did with St. Louis uh, last night. We'll see if it works out for us. Uh, here once again tonight all right we move on now as we got everybody uh now on the uh on, on the rails right now we'll go to arizona and pittsburgh uh we've got pittsburgh minus one four, uh, 440 sorry uh home favorites in this game six the total man if it was minus uh 140 it'd be cheap uh, <laughs> yeah. i'll be laying the buck 40 with the pittsburgh penguins in this game we wouldn't even be hesitating on that one so this one's difficult now this is arizona and the final game of a road trip as well much like we just talked about with Dallas. But unlike Dallas, uh, this is their fourth game of this road trip. But unlike Dallas, they're off a loss. You know, they're not off a win. So it, the, the angle doesn't apply. Just knee-jerk, you know, take Pittsburgh here because Arizona's off a loss here. And the difference that I have in the final road trip game is when it's a team off a win, they're satisfied. They're already feeling good. You want to get home, and you just kind of have that bad, dead spot, dead performance kind of game like St. Louis last night. But if you're Arizona on the final game of this road trip, you've lost two in a row to the Islanders and the Rangers. I think you do want to try to end the road trip with a better performance. You know, you don't want to drop three in a row. So this is not that automatic. Yeah, fade the Coyotes' final game of a road trip. Not when it's off a loss, especially when it's off two straight losses. But are they good enough to win against this surging Pittsburgh team? Pittsburgh didn't even play good for most of Sunday afternoon against the Winnipeg Jets. And they still found a way to come back uh, and win a shootout, uh, win in a shootout in that game. So uh, they're obviously playing terrific. They've got pretty much everybody healthy uh, right now on that Penguins team, uh, with the exception of uh, Bluger uh, and uh, Zach Aston Reese and Zucker, who's been out for a while. Other than that, everybody's good to go. Uh, It'll be Jari and Vimelka, uh, the two goalies in this game. Vimelka was pulled from the Saturday game against the uh, Rangers 
you know, it's just you don't know what you're going to get. One game he stands on his head. He's, he can't beat him. He's a brick wall. And the next game he's being lit up like a uh, post-Christmas tree uh, right now uh, for the uh, Coyotes. So right now, uh, hard to really fathom what you're going to get from Vimelka. I'm actually going to stay off this game. You know, there's not usually many games on the card day-to-day that I completely stay off. This is going to be one of those games for me. Alex, what do you think here? Coyotes, Penguins. I like this first period over, but you got to wait for it to drop because it's, it's at 150. I see one shop that says 137. That would probably be my target range. If you can get it to drop 135 or, or better, then go with that one and a half. And that would probably take maybe about three, three and a half minutes, which that's still pushing it quite a bit. The way that Pittsburgh's playing right now in this win streak, and like I said, being at the end of a road trip for Arizona, uh, it just feels like this could be one of those nights where they end up giving up a bunch of goals, and it might it might be sooner than later. So that's the only thing I would have. It's definitely a circled game for me as far as something in play, but nothing pregame. All right, there we go. Jimmy, uh, Arizona-Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know what, guys? I, I'm with you. I mean, I do see a better effort maybe from Arizona here. And, and, and Pittsburgh, you know, man, you wonder when these injuries are going to finally affect them, but they're just probably the most resilient team in hockey right now. They lose Teddy Bluger yesterday. Doesn't matter. They keep going, uh, you know, but I, I do sense a better game from Arizona here. So because of that, I think maybe we see an under here. I'm not going to go near that side. I think Pittsburgh wins in the end, but I see it kind of being one of those boring, boring games where Arizona really plays some tight defensive hockey, lulls the crowd to sleep and, and, and you know, gets a solid performance as they head home, but falls just short. So give me the under here. Right, Jimmy, like in the under here, Coyotes and Penguins. Uh, Penguins, the run for Pittsburgh, by the way, is 16-2 and two, uh, in their last 18 games. That's a pretty impressive stretch of hockey to be that good for that long uh, going into this one. I'm looking at Vimelka, and we know he got pulled against the Rangers, uh, and I'm looking at his pattern. There's a couple that he gave up four in a row, four goals and back-to-back starts, but then he'd give up one against Toronto, and he was brilliant. Uh, in that game, of course, he gave up five against Philly, and that's when he stood on his head against the Jets after that uh, and played extremely well. Gave up four to Chicago and Nashville, then gave up one to Toronto, gave up five against Colorado, a rough game, did play better against Montreal, only gave up two. So there's some truth to the uh, uh, comment that Bonkiki mentioned in our chat about Pamelka bouncing back and playing better off a really bad game. Is that going to be the game tonight? We'll see, but. It's going to be in tough with that Pittsburgh team, obviously healthy and scoring more goals lately. Andrew, any thoughts here for you, Coyotes, Penguins? Well, yesterday I talked about a couple different goalie props here. I think that uh, even though it's high, 31 and a half saves for Vimelka, I think the, the Pittsburgh Penguins, I mean, they're not on that run that you mentioned, Ian, by taking their foot off any gas pedal. And even the games that they have, they've still done pretty well in, you know, so uh, I'm pretty, I'm sitting here pretty happy, you know, getting that Eastern conference ticket with the penguins. Hopefully they can keep it up. But look, I, I think that if you're playing this game, this is one of those ones where, uh, to use a phrase Ian says you reach into the bargain bin and, and you try and play some props, you know, a guy like Evan Rodriguez, what has he done recently? You know, look at uh, a guy like Jeff Carter to get an assist, maybe to get on the board. Uh, Jake Gensel, I'll be on him tonight to score a goal. One of those games for me where I'll be looking at props, guys. Uh, try and spread it out, do a little bit of daily fantasy, looking at DraftKings, doing some assist betting. Um, this Pittsburgh Penguins team, they've obviously gotten production out of the guys like Rust. Sidney Crosby, happy to see Sid starting to score more, not just passing the puck around. But to me, I don't like where the odds are here. I'm not so sure exactly what we're going to get from the Coyotes. But I do think it could be a game where we get um, the guys farther down the depth chart 
getting more ice time tonight. And I'm going to try and, because I've been doing this a lot more lately, I'm going to try and bring this stuff up more on the ice, guys. Um, I, I, I am on J, uh, Jake Gensel to score a goal, and I'm on Jeff Carter to get an assist. And there's a few I might out, also get on. You can follow me on Twitter to grab them. But that's all I'm really looking for. I, I think that, um, you know, it'd be a pretty obvious play to take a look at uh, Pittsburgh on the puck line. But uh, I just, I don't know if I can get there, if I can just take these props, hopefully come out with a profit with those. We did see signs of a flat start, at least, for the Pittsburgh Penguins Sunday afternoon uh, against the uh, Winnipeg Jets, and uh, you have to factor that in. Uh, so we'll see if they have a better start, a little more focus. They've got really uh, a, a, a slate coming up where they can win a bunch more games uh, moving forward. It's Arizona tonight, and they follow that up with, Ari- with Seattle, with Detroit, with L.A., with Washington uh, on this homestand, who to me aren't playing great right now. Uh, the, there's a huge, huge potential here for a big time, uh, run for the Penguins on this homestand. It's a pretty, you know, easy, uh, manageable schedule for them in terms of quality of opponents, uh, moving forward. Uh, Coyotes just got Jacob Chikrin back. Thank goodness, because they've been banged up. They've been going with, you know, you got Giannis Moser, Leah Bushkin's got to play more. They got a, a top pair, which is kind of suspect, partic- particularly in their own zone with Goss Despair and Capo. Capo Bianco uh, on the uh, blue line for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So uh, definitely they've had some uh, issues with depth back there. Uh, and uh, that's been a chore for uh, Andre Tourney to deal with that as well. All right, let's move on to the Flyers and the Islanders. We've got the Islanders minus 260 uh, home favorites, uh, five and a half the total shaded to the under uh, in this one. Um, look, Philly, decent effort, but decent effort is not winning them hockey games right now. And again, last night, Fall short, 3-1 to one to the Dallas Stars. They're on a back-to-back uh, now on the road at UBS Arena tonight, taking on the uh, New York Islanders. You know, last night we saw Carter Hart in net. Do we see Martin Jones, who was just beyond hideous, beyond hideous, Saturday afternoon against the Buffalo Sabres in that game? Absolutely shelled. Four goals in the opening period. See you later. Uh, that's what it was for him in that game. Terrible, although he's not getting a lot of help. This blue line's been disappointing this year. No question for the uh, Flyers. I mean, from a scheduling perspective, it's a huge advantage for the Islanders tonight because they're rested. They're off the loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, on Saturday night. So uh, there's definitely uh, two days off trying to bounce back. And when it comes to the Islanders, and uh, I know Andrew and our DM mentioned this game. We were talking back and forth here. I think the Islanders, when it comes to moving forward, they're going to be able to beat bad teams, terrible teams, mediocre teams. And I think tonight's certainly their spot. But are they going to be able to beat your Torontos and your Tampas and your Carolinas and Floridas and your Rangers and teams like that? I think that's where they're still having some problems because you look at the Islanders, even though they're getting healthier, you know, look at the recent losses, Washington, Vegas, Toronto. Those are the last three losses, all good teams. How about the victories? Arizona, Philly, Philly again, big deal. Jersey, Edmonton when they were in free fall mode, Buffalo. Those have been the victories lately uh, for the New York Islanders. So right now for me, Get them against the Flyers. Feel free to bet on them. I want to see what they do, though, against the better teams. They're still struggling in that regard. They are getting healthier. That is good to see. You know, other than it looks like Ryan Pullock on the blue line, they got everybody healthy again, which is good. Flyers are still very shorthanded at the center spot with uh, Couturier out, Kevin Hayes out, uh, Joel Farabee's out. So banged up team. Islanders regulation or pass is probably the way I would go, although this number has steamed upward 
on the Islanders. We're talking a minus 190 open, and it's now minus 250. I'm even seeing minus 260 in some spots. So the value ship has sailed. I still lean Islanders in regulation, but if you haven't bet it yet, you've probably lost the value here. Alex, what do you think here? Flyers, Islanders. Uh, I think some of the best value of the board tonight would actually be Islanders team total over three and a half plus 110. I'm seeing those high as plus 120 uh, at one shop. And when you look at the the wins they've gotten for the last six wins, they've scored four goals. So uh, you got a, a horrible Philly team. You can't trust them to score. You can't trust Martin Jones to stop a beach ball right now. He's more likely going to be in net. So uh, I'm definitely going to roll with that Islanders team total over. I like it. I think that's actually the best bet right now with the Islanders in that game. It's not even the regulation line anymore with where the price is on that. Uh, it is probably that team total, especially if it's a Jones sighting uh, for the uh, Flyers in between the pipes because he's just uh, – and the defense too is – it's not all been on Jones. Like the defense in front of him's not been good this year for the Flyers, but he was in particular very, very poor against Buffalo uh, the other night. And, um, yeah, you get worried about uh, whether he's going to have a rough night here. So I would much rather have, say – Islanders at a plus price over three and a half team total in this game tonight than say Islanders minus 150 or minus 160 uh, in regulation, uh, which is what the price is on that right now. Jimmy, what do you think here? Flyers, Islanders. I'm going to jump right on that with you, boys. Let me uh, let me get that as well. We'll make it a hat trick there. And then I'm also going to take the over in the game. Uh, so give me the over total in this game. All right, over uh, five and a half here. And, and uh, actually, even money in a lot of spots. Plus 100 you can get with over five and a half in this game. And again, the Flyers are low-scoring team. The Islanders are definitely usually a low-scoring team. It is hard to pull the Islanders into a game that goes over the total. Um, but boy, this could be a night if Martin Jones doesn't uh, improve in net. And you can get plus 110 with the team total for the Islanders over three and a half at some spots. So that is pretty uh, pretty good price if you want to jump on that. Uh, Andrew Flyers, Islanders. Yeah, I, I like the, to- the, to- the total over as well. Obviously, you said, Ian, uh, we talked, I'd messaged about it in our little group chat. And uh, I mean, it's kind of the same thing you said. Uh, this is not a team for the Flyers to bounce back against. This is not a team for the Flyers to break their horrific losing streak against. And uh, I-, I started a new segment on, a- on another show I do, and it's called The Buy and Sell. And one of the teams I'm buying right now are, are the Islanders. I-, I feel like the next little week and a half here, there's going to be some games, whether they're mediocre difficulty or they're just easy breezy. Um, I think they have a decent schedule coming up where they can gain some momentum. And I also believe that due to COVID, due to lack of you know good scheduling, the odds makers aren't really caught up with where they should be. And you're going to see that just like we saw last night. If you're someone that looks at these odds overnight, just while you're just watching games or scanning, uh, this was a way better number in regulation last night, as Ian mentioned, I think that um, that's what made me look towards the puck line. I'm on the puck line here for the Islanders guys. You talk about Jones, what he's able to do, but also um, the defensive ability of this Islanders team. I I genuinely think uh, Jimmy, we can get to like five, two or, or, you know, something like that, five, five, three, and we can get to our over Uh, and look, Philadelphia, let's be honest here. They're scoring the expected goal numbers that we're seeing from them aren't what they're producing. They're due for a better night, but I'm, I just don't think it can be against the Islanders. So I like the over. I think we'll see both games get involved, but liking the over has also just made me feel that much better about my puck line wager. And I'm not you know, always a puck line guy, but I think in this instance, I'll take the plus because if I lose, obviously just losing the one unit, even with the um, regulation, now you're getting upwards of, 
you know, laying 1.35 units, units or something like that. And I don't really like laying big prices like that with the regulation. I mean, the regulation wager is supposed to get it down, get to better odds, you know, minus 110, 115, 120, or like Jimmy yesterday, the animal he is with plus 400 on the ducks, you know, that's what they're supposed to be, not for a minus 140. So uh, rare puck line for me here, Ian, but uh, I like it with the Islanders. All right, liking the Islanders puck line here, which you can get minus one and a half at plus 100 to plus 105 is what we're looking at right now uh, with the Islanders on the uh, puck line. All right, before we get to our next game, got to mention DraftKings Sportsbook. There's four teams left in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team, bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer. You can still experience the conference championships with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets. If your team wins, that's promo code THPN. For 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, sign up for an account and use promo code. THPN. All right, Florida, Winnipeg. We've got Win uh, Florida minus 170, road favorite, six and a half, the total in this one. Um, this is tricky spot versus tricky spot for me uh, in this game. For Florida, end of a road trip, but unlike the Dallas spot tonight, the St. Louis spot last night, it's off a loss. It's not off a win, and, and it's off a loss to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, so I think the Florida Panthers actually come into this game maybe with some purpose, you know, and the road trip with a win here, as opposed to if they had beaten Seattle, I think they might have been ripe for the picking here off a win at the end of this road trip. So that's what where I look at the difference in these spots at the end of the road trip. The off a win versus off a loss does matter to me. It's usually the team that's off the win that's more uh, unfocused and just ready to go home and wrap it up like St. Louis last night. I think Florida's going to want to chump uh, bounce back here because they weren't happy with their game against Seattle. And Winnipeg's in a tough spot. They're off a long road trip back home. Not exactly an easy spot for them. What I do like in this game is sloppy hockey both ways. Uh, when I look at it, Florida, you know, they give up five goals to the Seattle Kraken. That's obviously not anything good that you want on your resume. Uh, you look at the Winnipeg Jets, about as unlucky as you could possibly be if you had the over in that game, either the first period over or the full game of that Winnipeg-Pittsburgh game. The chances were plethora of chances both teams throughout that game goaltending was actually rather good from both Tristan Jari and Connor Hellebuck uh, there should have been probably more goals than five combined I think you're going to see more goals than well obviously in this case uh, more goals than six combined between these two teams because I think we do get to seven uh, the Jets have uh, Dylan DeMello out uh, due to an injury on the defensive core uh, that's a concern uh, yeah, Ehlers still out for the uh, Jets as well, but they've been able to still find ways to score without him. Sam Bennett at least has come back for Florida, which should help them offensively. Long term, we've got 12-3 and three to the over, excluding pushes uh, in the last uh, sev uh, dozens of meetings in Winnipeg between the Panthers and the Jets. It really has been high scoring here head-to-head -head in Winnipeg. 
Winnipeg off the trip, Florida on the end of a trip. Uh, you know, it's it, to me, it looks like we're going to see probably some blunders both ways defensively tonight. So I like over six and a half here, Florida, Winnipeg, Alex, uh, Panthers, Jets. Yeah, I grabbed this actually overnight. I was able to get six minus a dollar twenty five. So uh, I just had the feeling I was going to move to six and a half because that's what we're just what we keep seeing with Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, like I said, we're going to start to see them open six and a half and move to seven. Uh, against pretty much anybody they play right now. And I know Bobrovsky's got good numbers. He's uh, going to start for Florida. But like I said, I, you can see him be, be sloppy. Only need him to give up a couple of goals. Hellebuck has been a shell of himself for most of the year. Uh, he's just been playing average at best at times. Uh, and like I said, the defensive issues that the Jets have as well, coming back home off of a, a long road trip, this definitely feels like it's going to be a sloppy uh, game. So I like that over six and a half as well. Maybe wait a little bit and see if we can drop down to six. Uh, which is the price that I got it at. But, but either way, you still need to clear seven and it should do so. There you go. Uh, so we like uh, Alex liking some goals here tonight in this game as well. Claudio asking on a big NHL card like tonight, how many bets do you guys usually have going? I had 12 last night. I'll probably have 10 tonight. Uh, wouldn't surprise me one bit if I hit double digits. I actually might have a couple less tonight than last night because I really liked last night's uh, board quite a bit. I doubled up on Anaheim. I doubled up on Calgary. Uh, first period, full game, you know, uh, the great spots in my opinion. Uh, so that's made a higher volume of bets for me. So it'll be around 10 though tonight. That's the average number uh, on a big card for me, 10 bets pregame. That's yeah, not think- including what I bet live uh, either. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think all of us have kind of our different thresholds. For me, I usually have about maybe three or four pregame bets. And then I tend to jump in and have a, have a more live action going. Uh, on a given night. So like say kind of varies between the four of us. Yeah, exactly. Everybody, uh, everybody, different strokes for different folks. Everybody's got their own uh, way of going about it from a volume standpoint. Also just unit structure with the volume too. Like yesterday, my best bet I gave out on this show, that over with flames and and, and blues, that was higher, you know, more money put on that one than the other ones I gave it on the show, but that's my best bet, you know? Well, exactly. It's all unit structure. And like I say, I'm high volume, but I'm high volume in the quarter to half unit range with mm-hmm. the majority of bets with the occasional one unit and two unit when I really like something. And that's responsibly rare. high volume. Yes, <laughs> right. high volume with responsibility. Exactly right. That's the way uh, I go about it. Jimmy, what do you like in this game here? Florida, Winnipeg. Yeah, I mean, look, Winnipeg uh, did not, you know, did not look great on that recent road trip coming back. I don't like this spot for them at all. Florida's been kind of up and down a bit lately, and I think they're looking for a chance to really unload some frustration. I think tonight is it. I, I, this is the first Jimmy Puck line of the day here. Uh, give me the Jets on the puck line. I mean, the Panthers on the puck line, and also give me the team total over for the Panthers. So that's minus one and a half Florida puck line. at. Uh, you can get that at plus 140 uh, in most spots, and also the uh, team total over three and a half around minus 120 with that for the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, Andrew Panthers Jets. To be honest, I don't have much in this game. You know, it's an interesting scheduling spot. Obviously, Florida, the home and road split is a little bit different. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think Winnipeg, I, st- I don't know. I, I like them as a team better when they play defensively. So, as much as I had a you know a small little part of me was thinking the dog tonight could be live, I just don't like the way that they've been involved in some of these higher scoring games. So I would look towards Florida here. This is going to be you know Alex talks about allocating some money and you know keeping some aside for some in game stuff. We're going to know what kind of what kind of hockey game this is going to be in the first ten minutes, and I think this could be a good in game spot here for this game. We're seeing the Florida 
seven and 11 this year on the road. I mean, they got to work on that, you know, and this has become, we, we, I wasn't totally sure if what they were doing at home and mauling teams and exploding offensively, if they were going to be able to do that on the road, but I didn't expect them to kind of labor like they have throughout this road trip. They, you know, they barely beat that depleted Vancouver team. Remember uh, a few nights ago as well. So there's definitely room for improvement for this Panthers team uh, on the road. They've got to shore up that game away from home. No question. Uh, about that. All right, Nashville, Seattle. We've got Nashville minus 170 uh, road favorites here, five and a half being the total in this one. Uh, the Nashville Predators, of course, have been uh, a very su- big surprise to me this year with how they played. They're off back to back victories at home uh, against uh, Winnipeg uh, and Detroit. Uh, they've been off since uh, Saturday, so a little bit of time as they begin uh, actually just one game on the road here in Seattle. Uh, actually two games. They're in Edmonton after that, and then they go back home. So this is just a mini uh, two-game road trip for them. Uh, the Seattle Kraken now uh, here on their home ice, uh, they have really, you know, played better hockey. Three wins in their last four games, Chicago, San Jose, but beating Florida, you're doing something right there by a score of five to three. Uh, the offenses perk back up for the uh, Kraken during this homestand, especially the last four games, uh, other than being shut out and blanked by the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, on Friday, uh, they've scored still, even with that shutout loss to the Blues and the four games on this homestand, the last four, still scored 11 goals combined uh, in those last four games. So we have seen them definitely step things up a little bit uh, at the offensive end of the ice. We'll see if they can carry it over. Philip Grubauer, slowly but surely, baby steps of improvement. I, I don't know if you can say that he's fully back on track yet, but definitely uh, a team that uh, or a goalie that's starting to play at least markedly better uh, in recent games for the uh, Kraken. Uh, obviously, the Nashville Predators enter this game playing well. Uh, we'll see who is uh, b- available for them tonight if Tolvanen's back. He missed the last game. I don't think uh, he will be back tonight for the uh, Predators, so he'll be uh, missing in action. But they do have Forsberg back, and everybody else looks uh, accounted for here uh, in this game. Uh, Kraken still battling some absences. Brandon Tanev, Jaden Schwartz out, Susie Oleksiak. Uh, on the blue line are also out. I would mention Donskoy, but Donskoy has been a huge disappointment for Seattle this year. He's done nothing offensively, and that's got to be disappointing because we know that guy does have some ability to put the puck in the net. Just hasn't happened for Seattle. I'm actually tempted by Seattle. This is my dog shot of the night, potentially, is Seattle here. This is a big number. They're playing better. They've been feisty at home lately. They've got some confidence back. They beat a good Florida team. The last game, we're talking about a big road number here with Nashville. Not sure if they're the kind of team I fully love in this kind of price range. I will be having a small bet. It's nothing super strong because Nashville is still better than Seattle. But are they minus 180 on the road better than a Seattle team that's won three of the last four on this homestand? I'm not sure about that. I think Seattle plus 160, a price play on them for me is warranted. So we're going to release the crack. And I haven't bet this team much very late, uh, very uh, recently, but. I think tonight the price dictates it may be worth a shot. Alex, what do you think here? Nashville, Seattle. Yeah, it's funny because these two teams played once early in the year, and that was the only time I bet. That's just one of the only times I bet on Seattle uh, money line. They were able to, to cash down on the road, but I grabbed this really early this morning at uh, minus a dollar five in regulation because I just knew that number was going to go up. Everybody's fading Seattle uh, left and right. Yes, they've gotten you know some wins at home. But like I said, beating Chicago where, you know, they've been up and down. San Jose has been an up and down team. So uh, playing a, a team, a team that plays well on the road, mind you, in Nashville, 
this is a team that they've won 14 of the last 20 overall, but they they have a, a decent above 500 road record as well. Uh, that's the spot I would look at. That's now gone up to minus a dollar, fifteen dollar twenty. So it's getting a little bit too high. But uh, like I said, I think Nashville takes care of this as a regulation. So if, if you may have missed the boat on it, and it might have to just be a pass. But if you see anything under a dollar twenty, I say still take a shot with Nashville to get get the job done within sixty minutes. All right, Nashville in uh, regulation. I mean, if you took a look at the uh, these two teams, there's definitely Nashville's better. I just worry about them in this spot just a little bit. Seattle at the end of this homestand, then they go on the road. They got the Penguins and the Rangers on this next road trip that begins after this. So this becomes important for Seattle, you know, to try to try to at least not that they will, you know, Nashville's very good, but try to at least get a win here to wrap up this uh, homestand. I just think there's a little tinge of value now with the insane move toward Nashville. You're right. Everybody is fading Seattle, except me, Alex. That's basically, that's where we're at. Except me, it looks like uh, fading Seattle tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Preds cracking. Well, I'm kind of with you, Ian. So don't, don't feel lonely there with the, uh, with the cracking. Okay. Don't be sleepless in Seattle. I, I, I think that, you know, this is a team that is ha- playing with a little momentum right now. And, and their last win, I think w- it was a big one for them. I mean, this is a team that, you know, I, I think came into this season and everybody was comparing them to the golden Knights and the last expansion team. And, you know, it just wasn't quite fair to put those expectations on them based on the lineup that was constructed by Ron Francis and they're a mediocre team at best. And they know that, but they're gaining some steam lately. And I, I'm not going to go full out and take them in the whole game, but I do like them to come out strong to carry that momentum into the first period here. So give me them on the money line in the first period. Yeah. And this could be what I, you know what, this could be something I do with Anaheim last night because I was worried Anaheim starts hot, starts fast and maybe, Boston comes back and wins the game. That didn't happen last night. No, but yeah, this this could happen here tonight. Where maybe Seattle- and Jimmy, what did I say? What did I say was going to happen? I said it when when Allmark was in nets against Montreal and they were chanting, "We want Tuca," and now they're chanting, "We want Swayman." Yeah. And took Careful both. what you want, the Boston yeah. fans are literally the most fickle fans. They're I, insane. I, it, it's unreal. And you it's know, I, I'm, going, I'm talking to Cheshire, and I'll reply to you there, man. But you know, trust me, I'm objective here. Boston fans suck. I mean, to treat a future Hall of Fame goalie the way they're treating I know he stinks right now, but you had to be an idiot to think that Tuka Rask was going to come in and be the Tuka Rask we know when he couldn't get those two preseason games, so to speak, those two warm-up games in Providence. I mean, it was just they still should have put him there the following weekend, and they're regretting it now. But they are where they are, and it is what it is. And and, But to to just come down so hard on Tuka amazes me Hmm. how fickle those fans are in Boston. To yeah, me, it, because... to me, my comparison to that, Jimmy, is Ducharme with the Habs, and and you get to speak with them. So, I, look, I, yeah. I like him because he was with the uh, the Mooseheads, and I met him a couple times. And you know, the team sucks. It's one of the worst teams. They've you know they're on record to have as few. They've had at the halfway point of the season, the last time a team had eight wins was the Atlanta Thrashers. So I don't think it's all Dominic Ducharme's fault that we have eight wins on the season, but yet entire Montreal Canadiens Twitter is just calling for Ducharme's head. You know, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. And you know, it's great. It's how they'll, they'll, they'll uh, yell out, but don't, don't bring in a recycled coach like Tortorella or Lang Venue. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have the not recycled coach right now and yes. you're saying that to fire him, like you can't have it both ways here. You just can't. And look, let's be honest, guys. It's not, I don't blame anyone in Montreal. I mean, I've never seen, you know, and I'm going to say a pun here being me, Murphy. I've never seen a Murphy's lost season this bad in my life. <laughs> 
than what the Montreal Canadiens are going through right now. So I don't blame anyone there. It's just, it's just one of those years. Everything's falling apart. COVID injuries, you know, just uh, carry price. We want Shane Wright. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get screwed up somehow too, but (laughs) taking time to get his uh, mental health taken care. I mean, it's been everything that's, uh, you know, bombarded against uh, Montreal. No question about that. But yeah, you know what? Boston fans are still, there's some that are very like, this guy's had a great career, Rask. Just briefly, one more point on him. But he didn't give them the golden goose, if you will, the Stanley Cup. That was Tim yeah. Thomas that year. And I think there's still people that are saying, yeah, we love Tuca. He's been consistent. We've been of so many playoff years with him. But we ultimately didn't get the big prize with him as our starting goaltender. And yeah, for that reason, we're going to be a little tougher on I don't get it. But, uh, you know, the, the harsh I mean, people I mean, the win it all. You know how tough right? it is to win a cup? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, hey, we, it, it comes with the territory, and Tuca said that, and he accepts it. it, it the goalie is like the pitcher in baseball or the quarterback in football. I mean, it, it could be everything falling apart around him, but it's always going to come down on him, on whose mm-hmm. fault it is, and that's just the way it is. But I think it's a little extreme to be chanting, we want Swayman a few games into his return. I mean, take take things with a grain of salt. I mean, the guy hadn't played since last June. No uh, training so, camp. Yeah, right. no training camp. I mean, it just – I don't know. It it, it 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 frustrates me sometimes how lazy fans can be when the, the way they evaluate things. I'll tell you what. It, what sorry, Alex. Oh, no, I was just going to say, it's not like this is a, a Boston team that was missing the playoffs year after year. This guy was carrying them to co- conference finals, cup finals. They came, yeah. were one one way away from winning it a few years ago. They were, you know, you know the whole 17-second debacle from possibly getting away a game seven with the Hawks in 2013. So yeah. he's been ex- one of the most successful goalies in Bruins history. Like I said, he to, is. To, to, Statistically, yeah. he is. Right. So, nice so, so to, to, to slam on him, yeah. to slam on him, it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. yeah. I remember growing up, my dad would always tell me, he's like, uh, you know, it might not be the biggest fan bases, but why do you think uh, Vinny LeCavalier and uh, Marty St. Louis and, and Stamkos like it up in Tampa? This is before they started winning a bunch of cups. Why did yeah. they like it there? Because you don't have to deal with the fans. They can go to the golf course. They got their boats. And I never thought about that part of hockey because it's real life stuff. I'm just a young kid. My dad and my uncle would talk. And they're like, look at these teams like the Coyotes. You know, I tell you the guy that I know the place for the Coyotes. These guys go out in public. Do you think they're getting bombarded for autographs at the local restaurant where they go to? I hate to say it. Probably not. No. You know, at Tampa Bay, I doubt. I mean, obviously the Lightning are winning now. But the Bruins media. Sorry, Jimmy. Not you. But hey. Montreal media, <laughs> Leafs media, you know how it is. Like they ask the tougher questions. And I, I just think that it's, it's, it's different being in markets like that, or even the fan base is what, what we're talking about yeah. too. Like calling for his head just after they were calling for Allmark to get out of the net and put Rask in. And now they want Rask out and Swayman back in. He's gone. Yeah. Swayman's not yeah. there anymore. Yeah. But then it, but that can work the other way too. I mean, in Arizona, yeah, that whole team can walk, you know, along as a unit out to go out to eat. And nobody know who they are because they're the Arizona Coyotes, and only two thousand people show up to their games every night. I mean, I think about the Blackhawks back in the '90s, and that's a big market. But most of those guys could go unnoticed too because they weren't playing well. So yeah. it works both ways with that. But yeah, I think some players would feel a bit more relaxed being with a good team in a area where they're not going to get bombarded yeah. with things like, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen uh, with, other, with some other, other areas. Hint, 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 Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. Exactly. Yeah. They will not <laughs> exactly. finish their careers in Edmonton. Trust me on that. And we'll get to them in just a second. That's yeah. the final game in just a second where we'll see if they Sorry can to fear away there. Either. Well, I, well, I got to ask one question. Who, who leaves who first then? Matthews with the Leafs or McDavid with the Oilers? Who leaves who first? 
Let's uh, what do you, we'll expand when we get to the game. Let's yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I think McDavid personally, but uh, because I think their situation is still, I don't know if it's back on track. What because you beat Calgary and you still got outshot and outplayed in that game. Uh, so we still got a lot to uh, see in terms of improvement with the Oilers, in my opinion. Uh, Andrew, uh, we haven't gotten your thoughts on Nashville and Seattle. Uh, what do you like here? Uh, so I just have a small play on the over here. It's not a massive one that I've made. It's not a best bet material or anything, but. I think Seattle gives up some goals, but I think Nashville, like I said, they've surprised me as an over team this year. The games they've been involved in. Uh, we saw Forsberg. He went through a tiny, tiny, small little slump. I might have a little sprinkle on him to get a goal tonight, uh, but I think we're going to see an over here. And, and I'm kind of surprised by the numbers we keep getting with both these two teams. I got five and a half here with them. And uh, these five and a half, you know, the old saying of bet the lowest total under and the highest total over. That hasn't really been the case uh, in the NHL. You know, five and a half have been going over. Six and a half have been going under a lot of the time. Uh, so give me a small play here on the over. All right. Like in the over a little bit, five and a half. Seattle's overrun has cooled off a little bit. They had, I think, five straight unders prior to the Florida game, which went over the other night. But uh, still for the season, I believe Seattle 14 and eight to the over at home. And I think Nashville's like 15 and eight to the over on the road. So, you know, you got Nashville road over trends and Seattle home over trends that, that def definitely uh, favor over the total tonight in this game. All right, Edmonton-Vancouver, final game of this Tuesday card. Edmonton minus 150 road favorite, six and a half the total in this one. Uh, Edmonton snapping the uh, losing streak. Uh, of course, the seven games losing skids Saturday night with the win against Calgary, five to three uh, in that game. Uh, and it was uh, good to see. Uh, for the uh, Oilers, they needed it badly. They needed it desperately. Uh, and uh, good news for them finally to get back in the win column. However, they still got heavily outplayed, heavily outshot. The difference was Miko Koskinen finally showed up with a terrific game for the Edmonton Oilers. He has not been good for the Edmonton Oilers for a while. And he finally stepped it up and was just terrific in net. There's nothing else you can say. He was uh, the difference in why they won that game because Calgary played more than well enough to win. They carried the play large parts of that game, uh, but uh, was able to uh, uh, with, be withstood by uh, the goaltending of uh, Miko Koskinen, who was very good in net that night for the uh, Oilers. Can he carry it in over to this net game here? Because he's back in net tonight uh, for the Oilers. Uh, and again, can Edmonton use that win Take a deep breath, exhale, relax a little bit. The Vultures get to calm down for one game because they won. Your Mark Spectres of the world, your Jim Mathesons of the world, Terry Jones, and some of those old farts who've been covering the Oilers for 40 years. Uh, they can all just uh, take a breath. Yeah, they can. Um, and uh, see if they can uh, settle in here and win a. Uh, <laughs> win a couple of uh, games in a row uh, moving forward. But uh, nevertheless, uh, with this, uh, I know I'm, I'm, la I'm laughing at Andrew laughing. I didn't know it was that funny, but uh, well, just, nevertheless. Could you listen off a few people and then you just said those old farts of the world. Well, they've been uh, around. Like Matheson and Jones have been covering the Oilers since. It's because oh, Ian's one of the, the nicest medium. guys I think we know, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> someone like that, it's, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, they've been around long time. Edmonton media members, those guys covering Oilers, uh, the CFL team as well. So, uh, but yeah, in this game, I'm staying off the side. I have no clue what to do with this game. Edmonton, I got, I got to see Edmonton play good again before I'm laying a buck fifty on the road. I'm sorry, uh, you know, I'm not ready to jump. Well, let's jump on the Edmonton train now because they won uh, the other night against Calgary. I got to see it again from the Edmonton Oilers. 
On the other side, you got Vancouver. There's still a hell of a banged up hockey team right now, just in terms of absences, mostly COVID related. Thatcher Demko still sidelined. Uh, Connor Garland sidelined. Hamannick sidelined. Bo Horvat sidelined. Halak sidelined. The good news is no Michael DiPietro tonight. They had to go to their fourth goalie Sunday night against St. Louis because of the COVID situation. They actually kept Spencer Martin out. And Spencer Martin, who was actually pretty solid, and they played well in front of him against Florida Friday night when they lost in a shootout. Um, he's back in net tonight, Spencer Martin. So they're actually happy to have him, especially with DiPietro struggling against St. Louis. So that does, I think, give Vancouver more of a puncher's chance. To me, this is like one of those games where I, I don't really trust a very depleted Vancouver team right now. But Edmonton laying minus 150 on the road, I got to see them you know, put another good game and a win together first before I'm ready to back them. And keep in mind, they will have the Nuge back. Nugent Hopkins is returning. He's been out for a while. But they're still without Zach Hyman, Tyson Berry. There's still a couple of key cogs out for the Oilers tonight. Um, this is just one of those games. I think coin flip. And if you're going to bet a coin flip game at this price, I would only look dog or pass. So if you had to bet it, I would say look Vancouver here, plus 130. But I'm going to stay off the game, just lean Vancouver for me. Alex, what do you think here, Oilers, Canucks? Yeah, it's a clear pass for me. And, and being a late game, I probably won't even watch it. Uh, it just this is the Edmonton team. Obviously, they got the win uh, in a spot where they needed it desperately in their losing streak, playing against their hated rival. Uh, it makes sense that they'd be geared up for that spot. But like I said, now can they carry that momentum over uh, and, and be just as jazzed up to play a Vancouver team? It's the division game, so they should be excited. Like I said, Vancouver's you know, completely banged up top to bottom. Uh, and if Spencer Martin turns into Dean Martin, then maybe this Oilers team can find some goals. But other than that, I, I just don't know what to expect from it. So it's a pass for me. Yeah, Martin was good, like I said, in his first start against Florida, and they played well in front of him. And – you know, the St. Louis game, I said Vancouver depleted with DiPietro, and that's a big reason why I took the Blues in regulation in that game. But Vancouver had 39 shots. They actually had a great deal of offensive zone pressure on the Blues in that game. And Billy Husso was magnificent uh, in net for St. Louis on Sunday night. And it might have been a different result, you know, if they bury some of the chances they had. It wasn't that bad of a performance in that loss to St. Louis for as depleted as they are. If they bring that same effort, and now with Martin instead of DiPietro in net, that's why I lean Vancouver if I'm betting it. I think they got at least a puncher's chance, and I'm not sold on Edmonton as road chalk after one win. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Look, guys, I, you know, I, I'm not, I won't say I'm sold on Edmonton after that one win, but I just look at it kind of like that philosophy we always have is when things are going really bad for a team and then all of a sudden they get that win, it tends to go better for a few games, and, they, and yep. you know, they get a vibe going and they, and they get some momentum building. So – I like this game for the Oilers. I like it a lot. And I'm even going to go with a Jimmy puck line on it. All right. There we go. Like in Edmonton here, puck line minus one and a half plus 160 uh, in this one for the Oilers to use that as a springboard beating Calgary Saturday night and carry it over to tonight. And you're right, Jimmy. Normally I do buy into that theory for snapping a long losing streak. Yep. And sometimes you go the other well, way. I get and start it. To go it on is the run. Oilers. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's just not at minus 150 on the road. For yeah. Me. I that, hear that, that's what my, what my issue is. Here. And guys, before we move on from this game, just looking at the Vancouver side and off the ice there, I just want to say props to Jim Rutherford for the, the two female hires that he's oh, yeah, made. Emily Castongay. Very, very yeah, good. I mean, it's just, we need to yep. see more of that. And, and I like, I like, you know, I'll just say it's, it, it takes balls to do that. I mean, I, I gotta, it, it's sad that this happens, but, and I'm not going to name names, but I got a, a text from, 
from a coach in the AHL yesterday that I know. And he's just like, what the bleep is with all these women getting jobs in hockey and broadcasting and all this? And this Uh is ridiculous. And the fact that that mentality still exists. dinosaur talk. Look out. I didn't know how to respond to it. Honestly, it was just so asinine. And I just, I just ignored it. And I just kind of, yeah, man, have a good day. You know, Mm -hmm. I wanted to rip into him, but it's just like, what the hell's wrong with people? So good on the Canucks for doing that. And I hope more teams follow suit. Yeah, yeah, Jim Rutherford, like I say, breaking barriers yesterday, hiring Emily Castongay as the assistant general manager for the Vancouver Canucks. And from every report and article I've read and things I've seen about her background in hockey previous to getting this job, she's hella qualified. All right. And that's what it that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Male, female, transgender, whatever. If you're qualified, you know, and you and you you think and the per- person that hires you thinks you're good for the position, you're going to do a good job. You meet the requirements for being hired. You should be hired. It's like Haley Wickenizer. Yeah. She's on yeah. the ice with Matthews working on his one timer. Think about that. Yeah. Haley yeah. Wickenizer on the ice in in Toronto working with with Austin Matthews. Yeah, I, I just I don't get why it threatens some men. Why they feel so threatened by it, and then they have to lash out like that. I just I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it either. It just doesn't register. What with me. bothers you more, competition for for job, yeah. or that it's a woman that's competing for the job? I mean, it's like, you. what are you back in sixth grade when you're embarrassed that the the girl you know outdid yeah. you in a pickup basketball game in the playground yeah. at recess? I mean, move on, man. They, the, the girls are good athletes too. It's just like move on. Right. Yeah. yeah, there's still a there's still a generation of thinking, and it's old school. It's dinosaur. It should be extinct. That's why I bring up dinosaur that the men bring home the money and the bacon and have the big jobs and the women, you know, take care of the family and the kids and all that. It's, it's old school thinking. It's it's thinking that was like 50, 60 years ago, not 2022 thinking, but to some people it still is. Anyway, that's my stand on that. Andrew, what do you think? Oilers Canucks. Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet. I, I like the under under six and a half. I've locked it in. Uh, we haven't seen much from, from the Oilers scoring wise besides that last game. I know every game's a new game, uh, but I think the key to success for them is going to be, you know, potting a few and, and playing better defensively and getting good goaltending. And we'll see if they can get it again tonight. Vancouver, I tell you, you know, Boudreaux, he he brought momentum, he brought positivity to the lineup. What's going to make uh, that Canucks team a strong team is going to be defensive hockey as well. And we've seen them in some of the victories they've had only give up one or two goals. So at, at six and a half here. I don't really care who wins. Just give me the under. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I kind of agree with what both you guys said because what both you guys are doing is avoiding the chalk. You know, Jimmy is getting the plus price in the puck line. And and, and you're talking about that, um, the short dog. And, and and so that's kind of what I would do as well. Just avoid chalk in this game. But I, I'll say this because I get into these arguments with people sometimes. And people say to me, well, and, and Ian, you're a good example with this because you, you, you don't really ever say anything to me about this because it's, you know, it's everyone's opinion, but I I'll be honest. I probably bet more plus plus one ten or plus plus one twenty goal scores than plus two hundreds. And you do a lot more of the bargain bin stuff, but with the amount you bet, you get the value and you come out profitable. I think, I think Connor McDavid's going to score tonight and I would bet it at plus 100. If it was there, some people might say, how could you take a guy to score a goal tonight at plus plus one ten or whatever I'm doing it. I think McDavid gets going, and I, I think he'll score tonight. So um, I know it's not the biggest plus price, but it's one of the best players, if not the best player in the world. I've already bet it at uh, plus 110 McDavid to score a goal. So no right, bargain maybe. bin, but I bet it. 
All right, Connor McDavid, score a goal, plus 110 for the uh, Oilers tonight, taking on uh, the Vancouver Canucks. Great stuff, Alex, with Jimmy and Andrew, the full crew on the show today. Great show uh, for this Tuesday. We appreciate it, and we appreciate all of you tuning in live on YouTube. We've got 240 now live viewers watching. We appreciate that. That, that. might Hit be a record. the like button. It's close. Yeah. Uh, it's if, if it isn't, it's very close, but we appreciate it very much. Like we said, we're we're going to smash 8,000 podcast downloads this month in January here of the Ice Guys podcast. So make sure that when you can't watch on YouTube, don't say, oh, you know what? I can't watch the show either live or archived. I'm out of luck. Download the podcast in audio form. Do that. You can still get the show in your car, you know, going for a walk, whatever. You're on your lunch break at work. There you go. You've got the podcast there can listen to that whatever the case may be uh make sure you download the podcast anytime you don't uh, uh be, aren't able to watch the show live uh definitely looking forward to that we're looking forward as well we're gonna have a special guest joining us on saturday someone that was recently been watching and the show a new fan a former pro hockey player from latvia renus vitalins we're looking forward to that bringing him on the show uh you've seen his name in the chat uh he'll be joining us saturday as a special guest uh, on the ice guys show former hockey player breaking down the card with us saturday now into nhl betting full-time watches this show regularly so uh, definitely looking forward to that so that's coming up on the saturday show coming up right now best bets uh, to wrap up the show uh, alex we'll start with you uh, best bet yeah most of the players that i liked and already bet have moved so the one that it still has the best value i think it's just great on the board it's the the new york islanders team total over three and a half plus a dollar ten we've got the philadelphia flyers they can't get out of their own way more than likely going to be Martin Jones in that, so we should be seeing the red lamp going off quite often. We just need to go off four times in the favor of the Isles at home. So, uh, giving New York team total over three and a half plus a dollar ten is my best bet tonight. All right, New York Islanders team total over three and a half plus one ten best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, Jimmy, uh, best bet. Yeah, you know, I'm going to look at that Seattle first period. I, I just I like that a lot. Give me the Seattle Kraken first period. All right, Seattle Kraken. Release the Kraken, plus 135. First period for uh, Jimmy Murphy with his uh, best bet. Uh, Andrew, best bet. You know what? Uh, it's it's uh, it's a team I believe is on track to get, get going here against a team on a massive losing streak. Give me the Islanders puck line. It's plus 100, plus 105, plus 110. Uh, I'll still take it. The, the value kind of has dropped a little bit, but... Uh, I don't think this is the team the Flyers bounce back against. Give me the Islanders in the puck line. All right. New York Islanders puck line around even money uh, for Andrew McGinnis with his best bet. My best bet, which cashed yesterday, was Calgary in regulation. It really couldn't have gotten any easier than that as they romp uh, over St. Louis. And I was tempted to make Anaheim, believe it or not, best bet as a big dog because I like that spot so much. And I'm going to go dog walking today with my best bet. The same spot with St. Louis last night going against Dallas tonight. Even with the goaltending, you know, that it might be Gillies or Schmid, it will be one of those two for the Devils. Uh, it's the stars at the end of this four-game road trip off a win, maybe just looking forward to going back home. And the Devils, you know, I thought they deserved a better fate against the Kings uh, in that home loss on Sunday night to L.A. I think New Jersey very live here uh, as a home underdog. Let's go, New Jersey. El Diablo. Let's go, New Jersey, plus 125. Uh, against the uh, Dallas Stars, uh, my best bet for this Tuesday uh, NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week on YouTube, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. 
Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the podcast. When you can't watch the show live, for Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy, and Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We will talk to you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.